All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're, at, we're here recording episode number 89, uh, 11 away from the big 100. So that's going to be a fun one when we finally get there. But we've got number 89 today for our Wednesday, June 21st episode. And we're recording here on the Monday night, kind of back to our normal routines here. Um, I don't know, other than like some nice weather and summer holidays around the corners here, uh, I can't imagine we got a two heck of a lot going on. I know, Armin, you had your spring camp there this past week, but other than that, what's been, uh, what's been keeping you busy? Yeah, spring camp and then rugby, we started games finally. So, um, played in two in the last week and a half here and there's one coming up Wednesday. I think I'm going to have to miss that one because, I also am doing my master's and I have my final assessment due uh, next Wednesday and it's a it's a big one so I gotta pit in a little bit this week after we record here and uh, focus on that. The absolute grind. Zach how about yourself what's been keeping you busy I know obviously we're looking forward to the summer holidays here. Yeah kind of the same well partly the same as what Armin said uh, we had fall or spring camp uh not last week but two weeks ago so that was that was cool and then just getting ready for next year uh our program is expanding we're opening up a third classroom in my area so just busy on transitioning a bunch of students in um i didn't realize you guys even had two there zach i guess quite a bit bigger school than st mary where there's just a one big fi program hey yeah, so we got two, right now, two rooms of 11. Next year, it'll be three rooms of 10. Oh, nice. That's all right. Um, man, I don't know. Other than me, like, dad life's been kind of fun, I guess. Uh, first Father's Day, that was kind of <laughs> I don't know. Lots of lots of um, crying and sleepless nights, and that's just me. That's not even the baby, I suppose. But uh, things have been good. Things have been good. Looking forward to the summer holidays, and then kind of like Armin, just get on the old studious train here. But uh, I was enjoying the sun and I've been on the golf course a couple of times too, which has been kind of nice. So that's been pretty deadly, but um, getting ready to talk a little football here. Um, this will be a fun one. You guys uh, we're kind of back in the game show swing of things. And uh, that's what we're doing again, this episode. So this episode we're doing uh, the price is right. So there are the fantasy prices, right? I guess. Uh, but before we get there, we've got a couple things to take care of. We got our uh, 22 fresh quick question of the week. And then we also have uh, one quick thing to talk about in insiders and headliners as well. And then we'll kind of get to the main content. So um, the first thing we're going to do is the quick question of the week. And this one, a um, little bit, not so much in the fantasy side, but just a little bit about football here. Uh, it is who is your favorite football player and why? And I guess this is kind of an obvious one. So maybe I'll, uh, I'll start this one off and then I'll let the guys uh, move forward with theirs. They're a little less obvious, but uh, mine's Matthew Stafford, uh, obviously as a, as a Lions guy. And uh, cheering for him in the uh, the Super Bowl at the Rams. Uh, been a huge Matthew Stafford fan. He's just a guy that I don't know. You always want to cheer for. He always gave his all, even when he was super banged up. He still wanted to go out, play, and compete for a team that was, for a lack of better terms, was was terrible. Um, when I tell people that, they always think, "Oh, well, you're a Lions fan. You must have been like, uh, you know, like a Calvin Johnson fan or whatever." I mean, and then I do. I did like Calvin Johnson. He was my very first player I ever drafted, and uh, when I started fantasy football. But uh, when you cheer for the Lions, it was pretty easy to cheer for Stafford. And and a little dark horse, too. I'd even put Marvin Jones Jr. in that mix, too. I was always a big Marvin Jones fan, even though it was my first jersey. Oh, well, I had my my uh, Calvin Johnson jersey. But when I started actually big time being a Lions fan, that was the, that was the jersey I bought was a Marvin Jones jersey. So that's a little dark horse one in there, too. Jordan, I'll sell you Marvin Jones for uh, cheap, cheap. Yeah, uh, 20, 29, fifth. Armin. That's what else. I don't know if I can send you that far, but I'll get it in writing. That's that's what I can get you. Make make it an actual draft pick, and uh, I'll do it. Uh, speaking of which, Armin, who's your favorite player? Uh, you know, you you say favorite football player, and that made me uh kind of change my mind a little bit here to to thinking riders and going uh Chris Getzlaff, homegrown oh, boy geez. from the Saskatchewan. Old- putting up big numbers in the CFL, winning a Grey Cup. Or did he win two Grey Cups with the Riders, I think? Two with the Riders and one with Edmonton, I think, maybe. or I think he won three in total. I could be wrong there. Yeah, and his older brother played in the NHL. So just got to do a little shout-out there to that guy because he's a uh, big time here in Saskatchewan. But uh, favorite NFL player all time, I put down Adrian Peterson. I'm a sucker for the run game. I... I I like the there's a beauty to it. Um, it takes t- 
takes a lot of uh, different things to work well to make it happen and make it go. Um, and Adrian Peterson was one of the best, if not the best running backs in the NFL so far in NFL history. Um, could do it all, run, pound. Um, yeah, great running back and electric, electric when he was at his, his peak. And you also got to give it to him that he always was professional. I, I, uh, I respect that in, in him that um, even when he started declining, he wasn't looking to be a me first guy, right? He was joining whichever team would have him and, and just being a part of the team and um, helping coach the young RBs up as well. So um, maybe we'll see him in the coaching ranks here soon. What a what a fun season that was when he right after he tore his ACL and he came back and was breaking records. That was that was such a fun season to watch him. It just was like <laughs> seemingly it was like, okay, is he still gonna have it coming off this big injury? Is he is you know is he gonna come back to peak form? Is he even gonna be able to perform? Wasn't you know to the the standards of everybody coming back off ACLs like we we kind of know now. But and then he comes back and just starts touchdown, 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 touchdown. It was. It was insane. That was, that was a that was a really fun year of uh, watching football. Um, Zach, who's uh, who did you put down here for your favorite player? Uh, well, I have I have two to go off of all time favorite player. Um, might be a bit of a deep cut to some, but it's a uh, Teddy Bruschi, uh, former Mac linebacker for the Patriots. Uh, back when I started like cheering for the Pats, watching the NFL and the early 2000s uh the pats offense wasn't spectacular but their defense was what won them games and ultimately won them a few super bowls so and that was that defense was led by Bruski um just kind of like a do everything uh linebacker not spectacularly athletic but just sneaky good i guess um it's kind of a cliche i guess for a white linebacker but sneaky athletic um could get some interceptions, could uh, get a few sacks, uh, always plugging the running lanes. And in 2004, he made his only Pro Bowl. Uh, later that offseason, he had a stroke. Uh, and he didn't miss a single game, came back that offseason and and played for, I think, three or four more years. So really like Brewski. Um, I guess favorite modern player in the past like 10 or so years has to be Gronkowski. Um, have you guys heard the the latest Gronkowski story? Which one? It seems like there, every day there's something new on Twitter. Uh, I I saw this one two days ago. So former defensive end for the Patriots, uh, Jake Beckett, was on some podcast, and he was saying in the off season, everybody on the team had key fobs for Gillette Stadium, and Gronk would just he would go out get wrecked the night before with his buddies. And he would show up at the facility three, four o'clock in the morning, would let himself in. He would go into the uh, like the dressing room, into the team room, make his way to a, a trainer's table, pass out on the trainer's table. Then seven, eight o'clock comes, the trainers roll in. Bronx still passed out. Trainers don't wake him. They just roll up his sleeve, hit him with an IV. A few hours later, Gronk just pops up, hits the weights all day, does whatever, and then just goes, does the same thing night after night. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. The funny thing is, I believed every second of that story. Like, <laughs> yeah. a part of that's like, oh, he's passed out, he put the IV. No, I don't believe that. Like, I believe every second of yeah. that entire story. And this <laughs> Jake Beckett guy was like, like, we were tired, like, we... Like some of us had families and it's like, you're, you're rolling in there and it's like, Oh, I had a, like you guys like had a rough night with the kids. I don't know about today. And there's Gronk like knocking on, knocking on God's door, seeing Christ <laughs> and just, and getting pulled through the the realm with the IV. I could just picture him as that undertaker meme where he's like coming <laughs> from the dead. His arms are just fully extended. <laughs> All right. Practice time, boys. <laughs> Oh, that's outstanding. I was surprised, Zach. I didn't see any TV 12 in there at all. I thought that would have been kind of a lock and something there, especially, you know, for most Patriot fans on Mac, they say Tom Brady is their favorite player. But I guess Gronk is a, you know, is a probably a close second for a lot of Patriot fans. But that Brewski one is, uh, that's a deep cut for 
for most. There's probably a ton of Patriot fans that don't even have a clue. <laughs> Especially if they jumped on the bandwagon late. Yeah, I think he hung it up in like 08. I think he was there for that uh the almost undefeated season, and I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that's when everybody was just jumping on the bandwagon. So there wouldn't have been too many people ever familiar with that one. Uh, get some insiders and headliners going here. We got finally something to talk about other than, you know, a couple cuts and like cuts that were like way after uh, we record. But uh, this one is something we can discuss a little bit and maybe Armin can give us a little bit of insight on this one. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. Okay, so Armin, we talked about one uh, Vikings running back earlier this episode. Let's talk about another one. Uh, I guess former Vikings running back. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been officially been released by the Minnesota Vikings um, and now has been on the market for a little over a week and still no official landing spot for Dalvin Cook at this time. Obviously, we are recording on the Monday. Uh, this drops within two days following this, so there's a good chance that maybe he does sign by the time we're, we're already recording this. But... Um, Armin, maybe a little bit of insights here. Obviously, um, some cap cap casualty situation here. We're saving some money moving forward into the 2023 season. But um, obviously, we're going to be finding a new home somewhere. Uh, do you have a little insight or, you know, a little uh, speculation on where, where Dalvin Cook might be ending up this upcoming season? Well, like everyone's saying Miami. And, you know, it would kind of make sense considering that, like, their backfield right now is Mostert, Wilson, and then a chain, the new rookie, and then some other guys behind him. Um, it, it, he would immediately be the RB one in that on that team and provide them with a uh, with a very talented running back who can can do everything that they're kind of piecing together with those three other running backs. So uh, Miami would make sense and. Um, he says he wants to go to a team that's going to compete to win. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, KC was in the mix somehow. They're always connected to guys. Um, and, you know, like it's Isaiah Pacheco there. And if Dalvin Cook comes in, you know, well, Pacheco, you can uh, be the backup and hold uh, Dalvin's water bottle. <laughs> I've also and then, sorry, what? Another one that kind of I was looking at and looking at the depth chart and Dallas would be an intriguing option for him with uh, Tony Pollard and then not much else behind him. Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, Deuce Vaughn. So uh, I think Dalvin could fit in well in Dallas as well and not have to have a full workload um, in Dallas if he was to go there. Um, but yeah, some some intriguing options. I, I like the idea of him going to Miami though and going home and maybe when winning a, a a chip for his uh his hometown. I kind of thought that was the one. I mean it'd be fun for fantasy too and, and I think if it's a good fit for NFL. I also heard a rumor that he wants to go play with his brother in uh, in Buffalo, which would be, I don't know, obviously a, a detriment to to those uh stocks of of the other cook in, in Buffalo. But uh, uh, Zach, if you had to pinpoint one, one uh, location that you think would be the best fit for fantasy, where do you, where do you think that might be? Uh, uh, ooh, for fantasy. Mm. Yeah, that Miami one's pretty juicy. Um, yeah, probably go with Miami. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing too, like too, too juicy. Like I've, uh, I've heard rumors actually <clears throat> today. He wants to go sign with uh, whatever team signs D Hop. So, oh, I guess using that train of thought, I would be happy to have him on the Pats. He can he can hold uh, Stevenson's jock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that's the every time I see the Patriots in some sort of cahoots with a. Uh, or their names being thrown around with some sort of free agent. I just think of that Bill Belichick meme where he's sitting there with the with the binoculars and it's like oh the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, every time. Wouldn't that yeah, go go lock up both those guys and then still have Mac Jones get benched for Zappy later the in week two. <laughs> um that's gonna I think that's all we got here for insiders and headliners pretty once again. It's just we're kind of in those uh those couple weeks here before 
anything big happens, thank God, no major injuries have happened in OTA so far. Uh, and we start getting into some camps uh, here in the in the next little bit. We'll get a little bit more news coming here. We got lots of uh, lots of big free agents still. We got uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, we got Dalvin Cook. Uh, we just talked about D Hop, uh, Leonard Fournette. We still got some pretty pretty substantial names that are, are free agents uh, here that will we'll be finding some homes in the near future. But uh, um, without further ado, let's um, let's get things going here. We're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna do a little uh, fantasy prices right, and uh, this one it's my turn to sit back and watch uh, Zach and Armin go at this one. And um, once again, same as last time, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose: Are we doing a friendly battle here, fellas, or do you guys want to do something a little monway mono, a little a little gambly here? Ah, we could do a little gambly if you want there, Armin. Gambly, okay. Do you guys yeah, want to do like specific, gambly? You want to do a specific bet, or do you want to do like a wager wheel uh, on socials, or what do you guys have in mind? Zach, you pick. Well, I'm I'm not doing the cheeseburgers again. <laughs> F that. <laughs> why don't Why don't we do the loser has to has to buy the other person uh, a little four sack of a crafty of their choice? I guess Zach, you don't even drink crafties no more, eh? No, off the beers. Okay, maybe Zach can get like some seltzers then or something if he's there going we go. <laughs> a four sack of a tree of choice. How about that? Sounds, Sounds good. good. Okay, and then I get one regardless. You only get three <laughs> technically. It's like tipping your dealer at the casino, okay? It's just fair is fair. Yeah, the tax man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to share my screen here, and we're going to get this thing going. Uh, so for as I'm getting this thing going here, uh, for those of you at home that are unfamiliar, uh, if you watch the, the, the television show, The Price is Right, there's obviously a ton of different, um, a ton of different games that happen on, on The Price is Right. And in this one, um, there like obviously I think there's like 21 games that can happen on the prices right. I got as many as I possibly can, and uh, while while um, I'm doing these, I picked a few, and they're gonna go back and forth. There's different ways they're gonna be able to pick up scores, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can crown somebody to be the overall champion. Okay, so we got things set up here. Without further ado. Um, you, I wish we were doing this on you guys can see at home, uh, how good the little digital stuff I got going on here, but, uh, price is pretty good. Oh, the I play too long there, but, uh, price is right time. Let's go. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is contestants row. Um, and on the price is right. Everybody comes down. There's a item put at the front. And then uh, they have to guess what the item is. And it's called Price is Right rules, meaning you can't go over. If the other person goes over, you automatically win. If they both go over, it's still closest. So a lot of times you'll see somebody bet like a dollar. It's going to be a little bit harder for us to do that here in this game. Um, but that's just in case the person goes over, you automatically win. But So both contestants are coming down to contestants row. And uh, they're going to have to guess the ADP for a specific player. If the person guessed the correct one, they would go on to the next game and then they would get a chance to win a bunch of prizes. That's how, how uh, Price is Right works. Uh, we'll get down to some of those games in the future here. So the example I put down here is Patrick Mahomes is current ADP. What is it? Uh, so you're going to try and guess two at the same time. You're going to try and guess his positional ADP and then also the ADP if as if we were drafting in a single quarterback half-point PPR league. So for this example, Patrick Mahomes' current ADP is... QB1, and that is the 204. So when these two contestants have to try and guess the contestant's row specific player, you're guessing the positional ADP as well as the overall ADP, and you get a chance at two points. First player is CD Lamb coming out of a, a breakout campaign this past season, uh wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Um he has another. Uh, wide receiver joining in town, Brandon Cooks. Uh, also has Michael Gallup coming back uh, healthy, hopefully, and can uh, coming off that ACL and maybe make some contributions here. Uh, but C.D. Lamb coming off the big season. Uh, so remember, you're writing down his wide receiver position as well as his current draft position in the 12-team draft. Okay, locked in, I guess. Okay, so what'd you boys write down? Start with uh, wide receivers first. Zach, uh, what wide receiver position do you think C.D. Lamb's in? I'm going to say wide receiver six. And Armand, what'd you put for wide receiver? 
Same wide receiver six. Wide receiver six. And then the uh, ADP, Zach, what'd you put? I'm gonna say 302. 302. And then what'd Ooh. you put there, uh, Armin? 206. Being a little conservative, I think. ADP 112 and wide receiver oh. six. You both were bang on for wide receiver six. Oh. So you're both going to get a point there, uh, but you're both over on the ADP. This one was really surprising me. I know CD Lamb had a really good season, uh, but wide receiver 112, or overall, sorry, 112 is, uh, I think, a little rich for my blood on old CD Lamb this upcoming season. I don't know about you guys, but uh, one and one. So we're currently tied. Contestant row number two, we have Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders, the running back of the Carolina Panthers, uh, former running back of the Philadelphia Eagles, but finding a new home with a, uh, a really good uh, linebacker, or linebacker, sorry, a really good offensive line core there. Uh, and seemingly, other than, you know, the one lone Canadian there, uh, it should be the, the main man in town. So uh, what do you think in the current ADP for Miles Sanders is on the new contract? Zach, are you locked? Oh, yeah, we're just shooting from the hip here. <laughs> Straight shooter. Yeah. Okay. Ready. All right. So we started with Zach on the last one. We'll go to uh, Armin on this one. Armin, what'd you put him for a running back position? RB5. RB5, that is rich. Ooh. And then, uh, Zach, what'd you put? RB5. Oh, boy. <laughs> one of us is off. Uh, I was going to say running back 12. Running back 12. And then uh, what'd you put for ADP there, uh, Armand? I doubled down with the five and put 105. You think Miles Sanders is being drafted? Overall. I don't want to go over. Oh, man, you're smoking some serious meth. <laughs> I'm not going to draft him at 105. I just don't want to go over. So uh, you, can't, you can't operate heavy machinery. Or did dry you, for the next swap, little bit here. Did you accidentally swap the five and the one and think 501, but she panicked and said 105? <laughs> Zach, what'd you put? <laughs> I don't know. Zach's uh, got to get together <laughs> The CD Lamb one got me bugged, so now I'm going low. <laughs> We're live tilting right now. <laughs> like 301. 301. Okay, here we go. Miles Sanders. Current ADP is 505. So if you would have added a five instead of a one there, Armin, you would have been banging <laughs> on that one. And he is currently RB21. So Zach gets two points there. Armin a little too conservative there. And Zach sneaks in and, and gets two points. Um, our final contestant row question here is uh, tight end Darren Waller. And this one's a little, little bit of a sneaky one because uh, Darren Waller historically has been a highly drafted tight end and a, and a big producing tight end, uh, a little bit injured this past season with, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now going into a new team being traded during the uh, NFL draft and is now with the New York Giants. Um, a lot of people are thinking he's going to be able to come back, but maybe a different offense might take a bit of time for him to progress uh, this upcoming season and his Obviously, his uh, draft position has dropped a little bit in the past uh, from the past where he was drafted as, you know, in those first couple rounds. But is it dropped substantially or just marginally? And that's what uh, Armin and Zach are going to try and figure out here. So, um, Zach, you got the last couple points here. Uh, so we'll go to you first. When I say tight end seven. Okay. And Armin? Yeah, tight end seven. And then uh, Armand, or sorry, Zach, what'd you have him for ADP? I don't want to say 105 because that's just, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, uh, I'll go 6-1. Six, 6-0-1. One. Six, oh, one. And then Armand, where'd you draft him? 4-10. 4-10. All right. So, without further ado, Darren Waller is currently the tight end seven. So, both of you bang on. You both get a point there. And he is in round 608. Oh. Uh, so Zach was uh, with 601, was very, very close on that one. So Zach gets two points, and Armin gets one point with the uh, tight end seven there. So um, after contestants row, 
Uh, Zach is currently ahead five, and Armin has two. Okay, moving on to the next category is called Danger Price. Uh, and the way this one would work is you would have four items in front of you, and one of the items will be given like the price. So say, for example, there was uh, a lamp, a water bottle, a TV, and then there's, uh, I don't know, a fireplace. You'd be given the the number, and you're trying to guess the four items, of the four items, process of elimination, to, until you have that item remaining. So say, for example, the price was $5. Well, of those items, what would be $5? Most likely the water bottle. So you would guess the fireplace first. It would exit the fireplace. Good. You'll have two guesses remaining. Then you would guess the whatever the lamp, X out out until process of elimination, you're left with the danger price. So for this one, I'm going to give you an ADP. There's going to be four players up on the board, and then you're going to try and guess process of elimination until you're left with the correct one. Um, and how this is going to work is you're going to get one point for everyone correct. So if your first guess is right, you get one point, two points, three points. If you get all four, you sweep the board and get four total points. Okay, and Armand, you're behind. So I'm going to let you guess first whether you would like the wide receiver position or the running back position. Let's go, RB. Okay, so that means we got Zach going first. So Zach, on the danger price here, the ADP is 604 and wide receiver 27. So just a reminder, whatever player it is that is that wide receiver ADP, you want that last on the board. So on the board here, we have wide receiver Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos. We also have Drake London from the Atlanta Falcons. We have Michael Pittman Jr. from the Indianapolis Colts. And we have Tyler Lockett from the Seattle Seahawks. So who is the player you would like to try and eliminate first, Zach? You did a good job here. You couldn't have put like Metcalf here to give me a softball or anything. <laughs> They're they're all within, that's in the RBs. I'll, I'll tell you this: same as in the RBs. There's two that are like literally back to back to make this difficult. Then there's one that's a little higher, and there's one that's a little bit lower, just uh, just to try and make this uh, difficult for you. Yeah, if the if this was like wide receiver 25, 26, 27, 28, I would not be shocked. It's it's not that like, bad. for for a redraft. I I think a lot of I I view these four guys. Fairly similarly, obviously, Dynasty Lockett would take a hit for me at least a little bit long term. Um, and maybe I'm looking at that through a, a Dynasty owner's eyes here because I do think Drake London uh, does hold some value, value here, but I don't know in redraft necessarily if that's still the same. Sheesh. Um, let's go... <laughs> Let's let's eliminate Drake London first. Drake London is uh, a player to be eliminated. So there's one point for Zach. So okay. Remaining we, have, remaining, we have Jerry Judy, Tyler Lockett, and Michael Pittman Jr. Will uh, Will Bob Barker give me a lifeline here? <laughs> Maybe you can call uh, Armin. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to help too much, but uh, let us also eliminate uh, Pittman. Michael Pittman was the ADP player. Son of a bitch. So up on the board here, I placed uh, everybody's ADP. So obviously Michael Pittman is the 604 wide receiver 27. Um, Tyler Lockett was the lowest of them. Not surprising because it seems like uh, his ADP is always substantially lower than he, I think every year in his career, he has surpassed his actual ADP in, in fantasy points. Uh, he was ADP around 702 and wide receiver 31, which I think is, uh, I think is criminal. His age, I think. Uh, well, every year it just seems like he's does really well, and his ADP is terrible. Uh, you did eliminate Lockett, or sorry, eliminate London, which gave you a point. He was the highest on the ADP wide receiver twenty four, uh, around five ten. And then the two that uh, were the side by side was Jerry Judy wide receiver twenty six, and Pittman was wide receiver twenty seven. But uh, a decent little gap there, about five picks or so in the uh, ADP. Judy going at the end of round five. And then uh, Pittman going kind of early to mid round six. Um, so Zach hit the danger price. Zach does not get to keep the uh, keep all the points, but he did get one, leaving the door open for a little bit of a comeback <laughs> here for for Armando. Oh. Same rules apply to you, Armand, uh, but you chose the RB position. 
Uh, so I'll switch to the next page here. Uh, you have uh, running back Aaron Jones from the uh, from the Green Bay Packers. You also have Alexander Madison, um, brand new running back there in Minnesota. Obviously, we talked about Dalvin Cook leaving there. It's a little bit of a wild card in the mix. You also have uh, James Conner, running back from the Arizona Cardinals. And you also have your boy, you've been talking up like crazy, J.K. Dobbins <laughs> from uh, uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. So same rules apply to you. What you're trying to cross of eliminate and eventually get to is the running back 18 who's being drafted at the 502. So without further ado, Armand, who would you like to process eliminate first? Well, this one's a tough one too. The guy that I think is probably going highest in drafts. I am in a oh, Rick, this is tough. I'm just gonna say it, and I uh, regret it later. Aaron Jones, kick him out of here. Aaron Jones is a player to eliminate, so you got a point. Left standing is James Connor. Alexander Madison and J.K. Dobbins. <clears throat> um, let's kick out J.K. J.K. Dobbins is also a player to eliminate. So now for a clean sweep of the board, Armand, you're left with Alexander Madison and you're left with James Conner. Mm-hmm. Let's go with kick out Conner. Kicking out James Conner. We'll give you a clean sweep of four points, Armin. And the ADP 502 is Alexander Madison. He is climbing. Like you mentioned, the highest drafted was uh, Aaron Jones at RB15. Then James Conner, the lowest of RB23. And then back-to-back is uh, J.K. Dobbins and Alexander Madison. And this one's interesting. Like Obviously, you're a Vikings guy there, Armin. But uh, one position ahead of J.K. Dobbins, who are you taking there? Back-to-back, they're literally back-to-back in ADP and back-to-back in RB positions. If you're put on the spot there, the 502, are you taking Madison or are you taking Dobbins? I think I'd take Madison, actually. Um, their offense is like Dobbins, too. I know. Um, but Madison uh, this year, I think, is a little bit more of a safer bet uh, at, the, at the position, even though Dobbins could explode. And uh, wow, actually, I just talked myself into Dobbins. He could explode. We know <laughs> what Madison is. Dobbins could explode. Let's go, Dobbins. All right. Uh, we're tied up 6-6 here going into the next game. So the next game is called Punch-A-Bunch. And if you're familiar with uh, Prices Right, there'd be a bunch of holes or like circles on the wall. You punch your hand through there and there's like an item. You got to try and guess the um, the correct price of that item. If you get it right, you get the item kind of thing. So um, in this one, it's very similar. Uh, I have five players up on there and uh, the ADP. And the ADP that I have placed on there is not correct. Um, so obviously you can either go higher or lower for that person's ADP. If you guess correctly, you get a point. Uh, so for the first player we have here is Stefan Diggs. And the ADP I wrote down is wide receiver seven. So you either have to guess higher or lower. And you both have to do this. Uh, and then you can both get a point. You can both miss or you can split. And this is where we can see a swing here because we're both tied 6-6 in round two. Okay, so Stefan Diggs' current ADP is wide receiver number five. I thought maybe this one might trick a little bit with all the, you know, he's not showing up to camp right now. And there's the rumors of uh, him not being happy being used in the offense. But uh, it is the wide receiver number five. And Armin, what'd you put? I put earlier. So. Yes. There we go. Okay, so going into the next one is tight end from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pat Fryermuth. And I put tight end number nine. Okay, tight end nine. Do you think he's going earlier or later than tight end number nine? Uh, We'll go to uh, Zach for this one. Did you say earlier or later? He is going after tight end nine. But if this was uh, earlier on, I might have said push because this one's tricky. I want to go after tight end nine. Do you think he's tight end 10 or later? Correct. Okay, Armand, what do you think? I went earlier. You went earlier. The correct answer is earlier. He is going at tight end number eight. So Armand jumping back into the driver's seat here after a little bit of a comeback. Uh, He's up 2-0 in this particular round. 
Uh, the next player we got here is quarterback Dak Prescott from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, obviously got into the playoffs this past season. Uh, didn't really go all that well <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but his current ADP, do you think it is higher or lower than quarterback number eight? Looks I like am that. locked in. And yeah, I'm good. Okay, yep. so Armin, you got the point here. We'll go with you first. Did you go earlier or later? I went later on this one. Okay, and uh, and Zach, what did you do? Yeah, he's going after QB8. He is currently going as the quarterback number nine, so a point for, for the both of you there. That's closer than I would have thought. The next I, one. I counted it off, and I was, I was pretty close at that point. There's another guy I was going to throw in here, but I was like, man, that would have been super hard. Like, he was right on the bubble of, like, that 6-7. And I was like, that, <laughs> that's just being, like, that's just being too tough. But next player we got here, this one is tough because it depends on what you believe in this player and if he's going to be suspended or not, and if that suspension, how long, et cetera, et cetera, and, and a little bit of a decline this past season. It's running back from the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara. And substantially the lowest ADP he's ever had um, as probably it'd be not as low, obviously, than his rookie season, but it feels it feels just as low. Um, do you think he's going earlier or later than the RB25? Like keeping in mind, like what is there, like 30, 30 teams in the NFL, 32 teams in the NFL? 32, yeah. yeah. So to, out of those 32, every team has a starting running back. And to be running back 25. Do you think he went earlier or later? Armand, are you uh, locked and loaded? Yeah, I'm locked in. Doc, how about yourself? You betcha. Okay, so we'll stay with Armand here, seeing as you both collected. Armand, did you go earlier or later? I went earlier, just barely probably, though. He's probably like RB24. And Zach, did you go earlier or later? I think with the suspension and Williams, he is going after 25. He is going ah. after RB27, Zach. Closing the gap here with uh, with one left. Um, our final player here. This one's going to be interesting. Ooh. We have Garrett Wilson, sophomore season for the New York Jets. And obviously with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, um, him playing actually pretty, pretty good in his uh, rookie season. We've got the wide receiver 11. And uh, this one is one, I guess, do you believe in the New York Jets offense? Do you believe in Rodgers? Uh, do you believe you can take that sophomore step forward? Um, do you believe there's, you know, how many good wide receivers are going in front of or behind him? And, you know, there's a lot of things to put in perspective here. Uh, we got Garrett Wilson as the wide receiver number 11. I'm locked. Okay. So, uh, we went, uh, Zach got the last point there. So we'll go to Zach first. Zach, uh, did you go earlier or later? I think he is riding the off season, uh, hype wagon. So I think he's going before 111. And Armin, what did you say? I went later. So this one was surprising. He is going earlier at wide receiver number 10. He's going in front of Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is wide receiver 11. And he is currently wide receiver 10. When I was looking at ADP, I could not believe it. Uh, What also I cannot believe is we are still after three full rounds at a deadlock tie right now. Uh, we are sitting both at nine points each. And we are heading into uh, the Showcase Showdown. So this couldn't get any better. And the problem is Showcase Showdown is we're tied. So uh, I was going to flip. I guess we're going to have to flip the coin because usually the person that's ahead will get to pick the Showcase first. But um, I guess we'll go with uh, Zach had got the last point. So we'll consider Zach gets the advantage here. So in Showcase Showdown, if you're not familiar, at the very end, there's two contestants that are left. The first showcase is shown. The person that won the first showcase is the person that gets to pick, do I, or won the first, you know, spinning the wheel. Um, they get to pick, do I want the first showcase or do I want to leave that for my other contestant? And then I want to try my luck on the second one or vice versa. Okay. Um, so what's going to happen is I'm going to show a list of players and they're going to have to try and guess the total ADP of those players obviously without going over closest wins. If you, uh, if you both go over, then they'd be the closest one from there gets the win. So for my example is Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Tua Tungvaluwa. So in this one, Jamar Chase is going first 
overall in drafts. So he would be one point. Jamar Chase is going three in most situations. He's going behind uh, um, Chris McCaffrey. So then Jamar Chase would be three. And Tua Tagovailoa is player number 95 being drafted, usually kind of around that one, round seven or so. Once again, this is single quarterback, uh, half point PPR. So adding those three players ADP together would make a total of 99 points. Okay, so does that make sense, you guys? Yep. Yep. So this so, is this is overall ADP. Overall, not positional. Yeah. Okay. Do you keep the math easy and keep it in the first few rounds? I kind of <laughs> went all over the place. Uh, yeah. First round only. So I'll yeah, to look at the players. You can process it, write your number down, and then I'll go to the second one. I'll figure out who obviously is the closest. So Zach, you got the advantage here. Uh, I'm going to show you the first showcase. And based on the players, you can choose whether you want to try and guess this one yourself or pass to your fellow contestant. Okay. So the first showcase showdown of five players consists of tight end David Njoku from the Cleveland Browns. Quarterback, Justin Fields. Wide receiver, Gabe Davis from the Buffalo Bills. Running back, Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans. As well as wide receiver slash RB flex, you know, utility guy, Debo Samuel from the San Francisco 49ers. Now, is this one, Zach, that you want to try and tackle yourself? Or would you like to pass off to your fellow contestant? Oh, this is cruel and unusual punishment. I want to pass it off. Okay. This is way harder with five people. Holy. <laughs> so what I recommend is tackling at each individual player, what you think they're at. And then just, you know, hodgepodge that number together, or you can just same as access shoot from the hip and just give a random number. I don't know. <laughs> no method to the madness on this one, but Armin, I'll give you a little bit of time here. Obviously I'm going to, I'm going to be talking in the background and, and diving deep in this little bit here. And I'll give you, I don't know, a, a, about a minute or so to, to process this, but a minute. Well, I'm, I'm I'm figuring out the the numbers for each round here first. Come on, this is going to be like the longest episode possible here. If I'm giving you 25 minutes to calculate some numbers here, um, this one you know I was looking at some of these. This was pretty difficult. Um, like obviously there's some guys that Justin Fields he's kind of climbing the ranks a little bit here in, in, in the running back rushing platform. So that's kind of reflecting some of his ADP, but keep in mind, it's still a single quarterback league. So how high is he still actually going? If you think back to <clears throat> the example previous, I talked about um, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback one right now, but he's not being drafted until the second round. Right. So adding the single quarterback into the mix makes things a little bit more difficult. Uh, David and Joku, Zach talked about last uh, bit here, there about uh, Garrett Wilson, obviously not in the same breath. But the offseason hype and David Njoku has been a guy that's been getting a little bit of offseason hype uh, around the Cleveland Browns this upcoming season and, and becoming a little bit more of a pass heavy offense, possibly, you know, the, the rumors that have been coming out on Twitter. A guy like Debo Samuel, who was ADP two years ago, was like super high. And then, or sorry, uh, sorry, last season, like going into last season, his ADP was super high after a huge season two years ago. But then this past season was a little bit lower. So what's his ADP look like? Derrick Henry, a guy that's been historically early first round, but getting older, is that going to dip or is it going to stay the same? And then Gabe Davis is a complete wild card. I got nothing to say there, really. But <laughs> uh, this this is uh, this is difficult. I didn't want to make this too easy. And with us being dead tied, whoever gets you know the closest is going to be the the winner here. So the uh, the Gabe Davis and the Najoku, those are the two that really scared me. Like you can kind of like. I'm not saying that you can like hammer the uh, Justin Fields, but you have a an educated guess, and you know Henry's going probably first two rounds, Samuel first three or four, but Davis and Njoku, I could be off by two three rounds a piece, easy. Okay, I think I got my number here. Yeah, that's that's the thing that makes this really difficult, Zach. I think it's. But that's once again, if you actually watch the showcase showdown, like it could be a trip for seven to Hawaii, but the hotels aren't included. You know, like there's so many different yeah. variables that, that play in there. Uh, so uh, Armand, uh, you got your number written down? Yeah. Hey, don't, say, don't say it. Um, I'll, I'll unveil Zach's and then I'll come back to you and you, and you can share your answer first. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and to be, just let you guys know, both showcases, both have a quarterback. They both have a tight end. They both have a running back. 
and they both have two wide receivers, just so you know. So there's a little bit of consistency. Okay, the second showcase showdown has running back Travis Etienne from the Jacksonville Jaguars, has wide receiver <laughs> Adams, has wide receiver Terry McLaurin from the Washington, who knows if they're changing their names again, Commanders, uh, quarterback <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on a brand new offense of the New York Jets, and then also Dalton Schultz, tight end on a brand new offense of the Houston Texans. Not sure if you're happy with your choice here, Zach, or or if you're upset, but uh, I don't think either of them would have been easy by any stretch. Who were the wide receivers for for Armands? Uh, I think he had Debo Samuel and and Davis. Gabe Davis and Gabe. Davis. I feel I feel a little bit better about this one actually. Yeah, I think so. I couldn't find a picture of Rogers like photoshopped in his actual jersey that post well, so I just went with him holding his jersey there. <laughs> Just a just a picture of him in his ayahuasca den. <laughs> yeah, lights off and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's him and the gang. Just a black circle. <laughs> this is him making his decision. <laughs> yeah. So same thing as our, uh, Zach is starting to calculate his guys here. A little bit of variance in some of these guys, and I was looking at the numbers. Once again, you have high-profile guy Devontae Adams, high draft capital. But now a new quarterback in town, is it going to stay at the high draft capital or is it going to start regressing? What does the draft community believe in Devontae Adams moving in this upcoming season? And you got Travis Etienne, uh, a guy that coming back off the ACL this last season, um, kind of had an up and down season, had moments where he really like really was shining. And then also moments where it was like, okay, he's getting beat up, he slowed down, whatever. Now they also dra- drafted Tank Bis- Bigsby. The community a little lower on him, a little higher on him. Where are they sitting? Terry McLaurin, that's a guy that's a complete wild card. Uh, some people really believe in him. Some people really do not believe in him. Some people uh, believe in um, – oh, sorry, got the hiccups there. Uh, some people believe in the uh, sophomore wide receiver there too that might take the leap over Terry McLaurin. And at the end of the day, once again, you're in QB purgatory that the uh, Washington commanders have been in for the last couple of seasons. Aaron Rodgers, a guy that came off the MVP season – a really down year with uh, Green Bay, but like I talked about his counterpart, his ADP, Garrett Wilson, is skyrocketing. Is Aaron Rodgers' ADP doing the same, or is it kind of staying where it was before? And there's Dalton Schultz that went from a prolific uh, offense, passing offense in Houston, or sorry, in Dallas, um, now is with Houston with a rookie quarterback. Uh, Dal- Dalton Schultz used to be like, uh, he was drafted, I think he was a top five tight end last season. Uh, is that going to be the same, or, or is he kind of uh, plummeted? In, in the draft community. So we got, uh, you know, some wild cards in this one too, uh, much the same as uh, Armin had, but uh, uh, Zach, you have your number locked in. Uh, so to be clear, Armin reveals his first, then I get to reveal mine. Correct. Yep. Let's go. Okay. So I'm going to write these down. Armin, what'd you, uh, what'd you write down? For the total 210. And Zach, what did you write? Ooh, that's not bad, Armand. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a little bit higher than that. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to play the odds. One dollar, Drew. You're playing. Is that what you actually wrote down? I haven't had pen and paper the whole time. One dollar. You're going one dollar. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, so... <laughs> I don't know if that's worse than Armin's 105. <laughs> so, I'm banking on Armin going over. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, like in the showcase showdown, if you're close enough, you get both prizes. But I guess there's not, I guess if you had been close enough, you got to maybe got like two, four, four treats of packs or whatever. But <laughs> anyways, um, in the showcase showdown here, uh, Armin's is a total of 293. So he was off oh, 83 points. Um, well, Armin, you won, buddy. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> a lot. Um, okay. So go ahead, Zach. I think I think mine would have been, I had 234, 234. Would have been, been the number I used. Would have been pretty close. I'll find out here in a second. But just briefly going over the ADPs here, obviously people at home can't see on our screens what we're looking at. But uh, David Njoku, ADP of 92, which uh, you're going to find out in a second is actually higher 
than uh, Dalton Schultz is in Houston. So uh, a little bit of a kind of a different ADP there that was uh, throwing in a little wrench in the plans, kind of like Zach had thought. Uh, yeah. Justin Fields, ADP 47. I think he's currently the quarterback number four being drafted, uh, if I remember correctly. Gabe Davis, 101. Uh, a little bit of a wild card wrench in there. Wasn't sure what people think of Gabe Davis. I still think 101 is a little too high, but uh, neither here nor there. Derek Henry, ADP 16. Um, that's a little bit lower than uh, obviously historically, but still uh, a top two, yeah. you know, back end, um, back end first, you know, early second round draft pick. And then Debo Samuel, ADP 37, same as kind of what Zach said in that two, three range. So a total of 293 total points of ADP. Um, Fields, Henry, and Samuel, I was within single digits of in my calculation. But Najoku and Davis, I was off by like 30 each. <laughs> There's exactly the, what, uh, what Zach had thought. Uh, and then Zach's showcase was a total of 311. So that would have been like actually pretty close. Um, don't have the exact numbers here as I'm starting to get my stuff together here. But let's see, 311 subtract uh, 234. But in 77, Zach, you would have actually won if that was your legitimate <laughs> guess. So yeah. take that with a grain of salt. But Travis Etienne, uh, ADP 31. To get cute. A little bit of an earlier pick. Same with Devonta Adams, ADP 14, early on still. And then it starts getting a little shakier. There. Terry McLaurin's ADP 50. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, ADP 113. He's getting drafted like the 10th round in single quarterback league. So if you think that uh, that Jets offense is going to move forward, I think he's a substantial steal as a late-round quarterback if you think um, you know that Rodgers – and the Jets are going to be legit this upcoming season. And then Dalton Schultz, this was a surprising one, ADP 103, um, a guy that was tight end five um, you know, or higher this last two seasons. And then uh, this upcoming year, he's being drafted you know, in the ninth, eighth-ish round. It's uh, very late for, for a guy that has that much potential with, uh, with a rookie quarterback. But a total of 311. Uh, if Zach would have picked 234, uh, he would have won 83 to 77. But uh, trying to play the prices right rules, sometimes uh, those people that pick the one dollar, they stay on the, uh, they stay there for a little while until they get a chance <laughs> on the next round. And and uh, Armand is the winner of this year's fantasy prices. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. So I guess take that there, uh, Zach. Um, yeah. Yes, so, uh, I haven't got to do a whole heck of a lot this episode than you know, just talk and produce this a little bit. But uh, it is my turn to do the uh, my turn for hot takes. So I guess without further ado, I'll I'll get this one going. So this one I kind of pondered. I wanted to go a little fantasy here. Um, and I I guess this is you know, it's in the dog days where there's not a lot going on, and without uh, really diving into some of my my stuff, I was kind of looking at this upcoming offseason. Um I'm saving some of my my fantasy takes for for if you know there's some injuries I've been bit in the butt on a couple of those ones, but um, this one <laughs> is one that I was looking at the betting markets and that's kind of where my mind started going here on the the division winners, uh, Super Bowl winners, um, amount of playoff games you might win, et cetera, et cetera. And one of my favorite ones uh, of betting right now is the Detroit Lions, obviously because <laughs> Lions fans that's a bit of a shocker there. But uh, they also, the betting markets don't really reflect some of the things I'm going to talk about. They are the favorites. Um, they're, well, them and Minnesota are kind of neck and neck, but Detroit still is the favorite to, uh, to win the division. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, okay, well, Super Bowl favorites, I, if I remember correctly, I didn't write it down here, but I was just looking at it. I think it was like the 10th or the 12th best odds, which like when you think about 32, like, 10 or 12 that'd be like maybe a fringe playoff team maybe one of like the back end playoff teams so uh, my hot take here is that Detroit Lions are going to have once again a top 10 offense this season um, they are gaining a lot of the same players again there are already talks that Jared Goff might get a contract extension um, the thing about Jared, Jared Goff is he doesn't have to be spectacular for this offense to be dynamite they brought in David Montgomery which I think is a plus obviously on Swift with uh, the injuries and everything that he's had to uh, overcome this past season, but they brought Montgomery in who like in Jamal Williams, okay, potato, potato. I think uh, David Montgomery brings more to the table than Jamal Williams does. And then obviously Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be able to take over that Swift role and then some and playing out in the slot. I think that's a plus for that offense. Uh, you got a monitor Brown still there. Jameson Williams is going to be coming back off of the, uh, well, he's going to be coming back healthy. He's also going to be coming off suspension. So 
this offense is taking a step forward, especially with the addition of uh, Sam Laporta. I think there's going to be a lot of play action. I think there's going to be a lot of run first offense, which is going to open up those passing options. So even if Jared Goff isn't this huge fantasy option again, I still think the offense is going to be top 10. They have, uh, they have one of the top five um, offensive line groups in the NFL. So that one I think is a bit of a gimme, but adding it to all these extra pieces uh, is what's going to make it spicy. So I also think they're going to win the division, which is might be a hot take in some people's eyes itself. Um, Chicago, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they have much of a chance in this, uh, in this race. Green Bay it depends, I guess, what happens with Jordan Love, and then the rest is just between them and the Vikings. So, uh, I think Detroit kind of got snubbed a little bit early in the season. Uh, took obviously huge steps forward and should have made the playoffs this past year. Uh, but I think they are going to make the playoffs, obviously winning the division, and then to put the cherry on top, they are going to win their very first playoff game since 1991. They've made a few playoff appearances since. Um, I remember being very, very upset, uh, sitting in my college, uh, house in Sutherland as they got absolutely wrecked by the officiating in the Dallas game. I remember being so frustrated and so many people texting me during that game being like, what is happening? I can only imagine how mad you are as a Lions fan. You know, like how my TV made it through that game is an anomaly. I don't understand, uh, to, to be honest. So I do think Detroit is going to not only be a top 10 offense once again, and massive fantasy production in, in all avenues. I think they're going to win the division. And then I also believe that they're going to win uh, that game. I was looking at if even if they were the four seed and uh, winning that division, they'd all end up probably playing like a team like, you know, the, the Giants, um, maybe Seattle. Those are the types of teams that they would end up uh, possibly playing. And uh, I, I kind of like my, my odds in, in that situation with the Lions, especially if they're going to maintain a top 10 offense. And, the, you know, the additions of, of several players throughout the draft and uh, free agency in, in bolstering a better defense. I, I just think this is a better, well-rounded team and a team that's kind of bought into, the, to, uh, you know, this Dan Campbell, uh, I guess, uh, regime or, or, or mindset. So I don't know if that's a bit of a gimme, but I guess you're throwing three things in there and there's no such thing as a there's no such thing as a log parlay. So I'm parlaying three things together here. Um, this one sounds a little bit uh, better than my Baker Mayfield uh, parlay I threw together last offseason. <laughs> <laughs> this one a little bit better. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have any uh, any thoughts on that one, especially Armin as a Vikings fan. You can suck on that one. Yeah, I'm not a chance there in the division. Like, come on, get out of here. Well, yeah, Justin Jefferson can only do so much. You you know for <laughs> sure. You know for sure. I haven't looked at the schedule, but you know for sure if there's a primetime game, you're you're taking the loss there. You could just put that in the books. He turned that around last year. He won uh, most of his primetime games, I think. Yeah. Um, sound super I, and and we have Jordan Addison now and Cook, who is on the decline, gone. So it's Madison and uh, Chandler and Dwayne McBride. And, yeah, I should stop naming RBs. I say those names are giving a lot of confidence. Like. <laughs> um, no, but. Uh, you know what? Uh, they uh, they did have a pretty good offense last year, and with the way the division is right now, um, I think it's definitely a good opportunity. They could definitely make the playoffs and winning the division. I think or make the playoffs and and win a game. You know, you never know in the playoffs, and they they could win the division. It'll be tight with with Minnesota. I'll concede that it'll be a good race to the finish. That's that's the one I think's gonna be the hardest part. I think the top ten offense is kind of you know easier said than done but i think it's going to be the the part that's the easiest to hit but i think they make the playoffs to win a game but it's it, are they going to win the division because they can still win a playoff game by you know getting in as a wild card but is it's are you gonna win the division i think that's gonna be the hardest one to to get here but that's just my thoughts um anything to add here zach before we wrap this episode up nope <clears throat> that's always my favorite part of every episode listening to the nfc east corner Hey. <laughs> <NFC>. <laughs> NFC North or NFC North corner part of yeah, me. Kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> suck on that Patriots. Get fourth place, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it here for us for episode number 89. Uh, thanks for listening for this one. Uh, we're going to be coming back with, I think uh, we have another game show on the docket here for the upcoming one, but uh, you're going to, you're going to be hearing from some uh, really happy dudes because uh, next episode is going to be right in the middle of uh, summer break. So we are going to be pretty excited, but Regardless, thanks for listening to episode number 89. On behalf of Zach Arman and myself, thanks for listening. Take care, everybody, and uh, let's talk soon.